Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vandeveer here with you Friday afternoon and looking forward to the next hour taking your calls and questions uh, about the Bible, your prayer requests as well. We can take those uh, here on the air. You can either call in uh, or text if you want to join me on the air, 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand three zero three six nine zero three thousand, and if you like to text, the number to text seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven is the text line. If you can, uh, and I'm sure you can, uh, give me a short one sentence uh, text question or prayer request so that. Uh, I can uh, I can get the gist of that and be able to answer those questions or pray for those things uh, on the air as many of uh, of uh, those as we have time to be able to work into the program we would love to do that but again uh, I'm Jason Vandiver I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, and so happy to be with you. I don't know again, maybe I didn't mention that already, but uh, I'm happy to be with you uh, here on the program. Happy to have all of you joining me up and down the front range of Colorado and Wyoming, uh, listening on Grace FM and all of our Truth FM listeners uh, in Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee. Uh, Welcome to all of you, and of course, uh, all the listeners in the Northeast, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania on Hope FM. Uh, Welcome to all our Hope FM listeners. And and then there are all of our online listeners, which kind of which it opens up the entire world. And so uh, looking at the, the map right now, we have uh, online listeners not only all across the United States, looks like the middle of the United States, uh, very well represented right now with listeners from, uh, from uh, uh, Texas all the way up to Minnesota and both coasts and then internationally, Ukraine. Welcome to you, South Africa. Uh, glad you're tuning in and listening as well. You're listening to Calvary Live. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a great uh, program. Uh, last time I was on, I, I really enjoyed uh, the calls and the chance to just talk and to pray with all of you and, and looking forward to uh, another opportunity to do that uh, amidst uh, a world full of uncertainty. Uh, we have the the, the certainty, uh, the sure foundation uh, for our faith that is the Word of God. And so we'll be uh, relying on that heavily today. Again, love to have you join me. If you uh, have a phone handy, just punch this number in, 303-690-3000. That's the number to call uh, no matter where you're listening, 303-690-3000. Right now is actually a good time, beginning of the program, uh, because we We've got all lines open. All our lines are open. It's easy to get you through and on the air without much of a wait. If you want to text, uh, there's a different number to text. I mentioned it a moment ago. I'll give it to you to you again. Uh, it's 
888-336-0897 is the text line. Again, short one-sentence text of your question uh, or prayer request. Uh, boil it down uh, to that uh, uh, for me, if you could. Uh, that way I can digest it while on the air here and be able to answer it or pray uh, for, for those prayer requests. Hey, I want to invite you out to Calvary Chapel Parker to join me this uh, weekend. That'll be your next opportunity, Sunday at 9 or 1045. You can get directions at Calvary Chapel parker.com calvarychapelparker.com is uh, is our web address and you can get service times and directions if you forget that you can join us in the middle of the week uh, for prayer Tuesday service uh, Wednesday night we just finished the uh, Song of Solomon on uh, on Wednesday evening and so you can go and watch or listen to the uh, archives of those messages and any of our messages actually through the entire Bible again calvarychapelparker.com but if you join us this Sunday morning we will be finishing up the 119th Psalm this is our our third part uh, of a three-part study uh, in the 119th Psalm if you know anything about it you know there are 176 verses the longest chapter in the Bible 176 verses in the 119th Psalm. So we'll be be finishing that up, part three of our message, I Love God's Word, uh, this uh, Sunday morning. So you can come on out and join us. Uh, And if you're not able to join us Sunday morning, just come on out another time. Uh, If you're going to be in the Parker area or go online, uh, we're continuing verse by verse on Sunday mornings through through the Psalms right now. So we're uh, really excited about that. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Ryan in Denver. Ryan, uh, welcome to the program. Hi, how's it going? It's going really well. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I just uh, had a question about uh, John ten sixteen. I think uh-huh. it was. Okay. And uh, it was about like uh, how there's other sheep not of this uh, flock that Jesus must bring also. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just wondering, like, what are those other sheep that he's talking about? Like the angels or, or yeah. uh, what? Yeah, no, in John 10, you're, good job, by the way, you're exactly right, it's John ten sixteen, Jesus uh, says, other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and he says, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Um, you know, uh, there have been a lot of cults and, and others who have abused this uh, verse to no end, uh, but the other sheep are the Gentiles. So, so Jesus comes first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. And in context, when you look here, uh, he's referring to the Gentiles. And so um, we're not of the, the, the fold of Israel, um, but we will be one flock. And so that's interesting. He says, other sheep I have which are not of this fold different word but then they will come together and with with those of that fold Israel uh, and uh, they will be one flock so Jews and Gentiles in Christ uh, becoming uh, one flock in Galatians chapter uh, Galatians chapter 3 the uh, 20 uh, let's see 28th verse of Galatians chapter 3 um, Paul says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. And so uh, that's what, what, what Jesus is referencing in that section there. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Like at first when I read that, I'm like, ah, aliens, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mars. I saw a really interesting picture from the Mars rover today and uh it fascinates some yeah, Martians. Well, not exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. All right, cool. Thank you very much for clearing that up. Yeah, you bet, absolutely. And uh good question, uh Ryan. I appreciate it. God bless you. All right, thank you. You too. Have a great day. Yep, yep. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. Let's go to Patrick in Commerce City. Patrick, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, what's on What's on your mind today? Uh, so I had a question about when I, uh, Eve met the serpent. He was already there in the garden. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there like a... I just have a question. I don't know if there was or not, but uh, uh, pre-Adamic culture or people there, you know? Right. Yeah, I know what you're... Uh, yeah. Um, so there are some that, that teach, uh, going back to Genesis 1, 1, and 2. Um, so the Bible says in Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning God created the heavens uh, and the earth. And then it says in verse 2, the earth was without form and void and darkness was uh, on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. There are some that teach erroneously, erroneously but they, they, they teach that what is called a ruin recreation theory. And so they suggest that in between Genesis 1, 1 and 2, uh, that there was a ruin of a previous race and and world and so forth and that the earth became without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and then there is a recreation and so that adam is you know the 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 new uh race some are divided they, they don't necessarily always suggest um in fact, I haven't necessarily seen a, a, a race before Adam, but they suggest a world uh, before Adam. And, and you say, well, why would they do that? And the reason that they usually do that is to allow for evolution. Um, so they're trying to allow more time um, for evolution and, and, and to kind of, you know, in their minds, reconcile the Bible with, with evolution. So that's usually the, the underlying uh, purpose of why they do that. There's nothing in the Bible to support that textually uh, or uh, in any other way. There's nothing su- to suggest. Uh, in-, in fact, um, the Bible in Romans calls Adam the first man. And, uh, and Paul says that, that the first man, Adam, brought sin, and the last Adam uh, that he brings life. Of course, that's, uh, he's speaking of Jesus Christ. So okay. it doesn't mean that the devil was thrown to the earth, and he he's the one who created it void, because him and the demons blew it up, or like it, it, it became void because the demons were thrown down. No, in fact, what you know, there's nothing, there's no scripture to to suggest anything like that. It then just has to be a fabrication of that that somebody makes, because the Bible just says in the beginning. 
that God first, you know, he creates the heavens and the earth, but it's created without form and void. So it wasn't, it, it, it didn't, it didn't sink into that existence. This is the beginning and then the development of God's creation or how God develops his creation is what's being described. So um, Satan, no. I mean, Satan's fall uh, occurs uh, uh, at some point uh, within there. Uh, if you, you look in the text, you know, there is a little bit of debate as to where actually the fall of Satan uh, comes in, but it comes in uh, some point uh, uh, after the creation, probably because God, it says that, that, that God created everything and that it's good, and then, you know, Satan uh, obviously is lifted up in pride and is cast down into the garden, and then, of course, you have the temptation in chapter 3. So my last question is, like, where did Cain meet his wife and all those people that, that mm-hmm. Cain, because Cain was uh, um, kicked out and he was a uh, um, vagabond, but where did he meet those people to be married? Yeah, no. What people don't, what people fail to to realize a lot of times when we talk about, um, well, initially, so we have Adam and uh, Eve. They have children, they have Cain, they have Abel, they have uh, Seth, uh, who is a, a, is a replacement uh, for Abel, and, but uh, other children as well. And so initially on, there is no, um, there is no prohibition uh, against intermarriage. There's no issue of you know, gene uh, corruption or things like that. So they would have married very close within families. Uh, But if you look at, uh, I think it's uh, ICR, Institute for Creation Research, uh, has some very interesting statistics on how the the population in the world uh, increased rather rapidly over that period of time. And so Cain goes out and uh, there is thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people uh, that uh, eventually at that time and then into the millions uh, prior to the flood uh, that are that are actually living on the earth and so uh, when you look at the the lifespans uh, you see you know extremely long lifespans and you realize that in the course of those lifespans not only could those folks have had uh, a lot of children uh, but uh, that they would have also experienced uh, even just in their own lives great population growth on the earth so when Cain is cast out um, we see a couple of things not only would there have been a substantial number uh, of people for Cain to marry and then have children but also there were substantial populations that he was concerned about uh, that uh, that might judge him and that might seek retribution upon him and those those people came from eve all of them came from adam and eve in fact uh if you look at uh now um there's interesting um genetic research uh that that uh, talks about uh, whether you're a believer or not even amongst uh um, secular scientists uh, a common set of ancestors for all men uh from a genetic standpoint and also it's interesting when they talk about a uh a common set of ancestors but also a genetic bottleneck uh which would of course uh, point back to the flood and uh and noah and everybody ultimately not only descending from adam and eve but then on earth today uh, descending from uh noah and uh one of his sons thank you so much yeah you bet it's fascinating uh i would suggest and it's in genesis chapter 10 
uh, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, but if you're interested in this subject uh, at all, uh, in uh, in you know, and it sounds like you, it sounds like you you very much are uh, in Genesis chapter 10. And let me make absolutely sure because my memory is not always uh, great. But yeah, Genesis chapter 10, we have the table of nations uh, in those 32 verses. Uh, you can go if you want. Uh, I did an extensive uh, study. Uh, going through when we went through Genesis uh, a couple of years ago, um, about a year and a half ago, uh, and uh, you can go online Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com and uh, you can not only get our messages in the earlier part of Genesis uh, where we address Cain and his wife and and the subject that you and I just talked about uh, but also in chapter 10 uh, you can get our message there on the on the table of nations and the different people that that descend uh, from Noah after the flood it's fascinating we get into a lot of uh, genetics and and other things in that message so calvarychapelparker.com just click on the messages tab and then uh, go to Genesis series 2 and uh, you can watch or listen or download the any of those messages okay hey I don't know if I lost you Patrick but uh, if I did God bless you and uh, appreciate you calling in three zero three six nine zero three thousand Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary live let's go to Dwayne Fort Lupton Dwayne welcome to the program uh, thank you for taking my call, Pastor. Um, yep. I was listening in with the brother that just called, and mm -hmm. um, I had a question concerning Satan. He he was been created during that first six days. Not necessarily. No. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Well, if the Lord created the heavens and the earth in six days, all of creation would have been conducted during that first six-day period, correct? No, um, because when it talks about the heavens and the earth, it's not talking about the spiritual realm. So when the Bible talks about, uh, the, in Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 1, it says, when God created the heaven and the earth, um, the, the word there for heaven refers to the visible heavens, the sky, um, the abode of the stars, even space, you could say, the visible universe, um, atmosphere. Um, but it's not so much a reference to the, um, uh, to the spiritual realm. And, and, and uh, so uh, there's nothing there that, that really indicates that, that we should take it uh, in that sense. In fact, there's some, some, uh, quite a bit that, that would suggest that uh, much of that pre-existed um, pre uh, pre uh, that time. Okay. Uh, I'm not quite sure if I totally agree with that. Um, well, what is your disagree? What is your disagreement based on? With, um, uh, Ken Ham's ministry in Genesis. And yep. Yep. It was, I mean, tell me what. I mean, to I, my I, yeah. Well, to my understanding, all of creation would have been done within the first six days. All of the physical creation of God. 
I think you need to go back in, and even look at uh, answers in Genesis because uh, in, in my experience with their information, uh, nowhere do they, did they uh, suggest or insist that, that all, even the spiritual creation, had to have taken place in, in those six days. That is the six days of, of God's creation of the heavens and the earth, um, the physical realm. Um, and, and that's really what's being dealt with in, in um, Genesis 1, and then it, which is dealt with again in, in Genesis 2 um, in greater depth. Uh, you might say in Genesis 2. So, it, 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 you know, uh, I certainly don't have a problem if somebody wants to make a, a, a good argument that, that they believe that, um, you know, everything even uh, spiritual, but, but I don't see anything there, uh, quite honestly, uh, that, that is that. What, what Genesis 1 is, is, Genesis 1 is the creation of the world. Um, it's not the the creation of the spiritual uh, or things in the spiritual uh, spiritual realm. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, and I don't have a problem. You know, if you if you disagree or if you have something specific, you say, well, what about this? You know, then then happily, you know, we can discuss that. Um, but uh, um, but. You know, and like I said, there's a lot of, as I was mentioning to, um, to Patrick, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of all sorts of other things, but, um, you know, most of them become kind of speculative and some of them become problematic as far as having other things that existed before Genesis chapter 1. So just on the surface, uh, Genesis 1 is, is the creation of the, of, of the physical world, the realm. So, so the earth and the universe and, and all, that is, all that is in it. Uh, you see three fundamental components, if we want to borrow you know, from ans answers in Genesis, uh, for, uh, for all matter. We see, uh, uh, we see basically uh, space, um, uh, ma mass, and uh, energy all created in, in Genesis chapter 1. So the building blocks uh, from the atomic level uh, on up and, and you know, just kind of getting bigger and bigger, actually. And, and so that's kind of one of the fascinating, you know, poetic aspects, you could say, of the book of Genesis, starting at the, the, the minute level, even, you know, below molecular level and expanding to uh, the entire creation, uh, specifically, you know, the pinnacle of God's creation uh, being humanity. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's different ideas as far as, as I was mentioning to Patrick, as far as, you know, when did Satan, you know, come into being? Obviously, he's a created being, so he's created at some point. Uh, when were the other angels created? When exactly did the fall uh, take place uh, there? Well, you know, we can, we can debate it, but, but uh, Genesis 1 is, is not really describing that. Okay, so hey, if you find something good, I'm always interested in in uh, in checking it out. So just send it our way, and uh, love to hear more uh, hear more from you uh, on the on the subject, Dwayne. I appreciate you calling okay. in. Yeah, appreciate you calling in. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. And uh, uh, if you want to text seven two zero three three six zero eight 
877-920-336-0897. Give me a short uh, one-sentence uh, text uh, if you can. Your prayer request, your question, we'll answer as many of those as we can uh, on the air. I got this text question actually came in before the start of the show. Um, we just got the, the rest of this prayer request. And uh, this this uh, uh, brother's asking to uh, uh, for prayer. He's going to see his uh, uh, wife this weekend uh, concerning uh, potential divorce, and uh, and just asking that that God would soften her heart and and bring repentance. And so we want to lift up uh, uh, this uh, this uh, believer and his wife and and this situation. Father, we do uh, uh, just to lift up this man. We just pray that you'd comfort him and. Uh, Lord, that you give him wisdom and peace, uh, Lord, for this weekend and the conversations that are going to take place. And Lord, you know all things and, and you know what is going to happen. And so, Lord, we just pray that, uh, Lord, that you would work and, uh, Lord, that that uh, you would soften hearts, that you would uh, bring healing, that you would uh, bring reconciliation. And so, uh, Lord, we pray that you would just be working in hearts even now uh, and in this marriage, Lord. We, we know that... Um, that what you have brought together, Lord, you desire that that there is uh, no separation to that, that there is nothing that comes in between that. And you desire it to be a, a picture uh, of the relationship between uh, um, Christ and his church, his bride. And so uh, we pray for this marriage, not only to be restored, but to thrive uh, by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Uh, amen. So uh, God bless you. Uh, just uh, appreciate uh, you calling in. Uh, with that uh, uh, that uh, prayer request, 303-690-3000. If you want to call us with your prayer request or join me on the air, let's go to Mike uh, in Erie, Colorado. Mike, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you? Good. So uh, I, got a, I got a question for you. Uh, this is about when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was sorrowful and he was I, I want to say he was worried, but I don't want to say that because that sounds like a sin, and, mm -hmm. and, and therein lies my question. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've heard, I don't know if I've ever actually seen it written anywhere in the text that worry mm -hmm. is a sin, but I've heard it numerous times, as I'm sure you probably have as well. And there's Jesus, you know, saying in Matthew not, not to worry, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the lilies of the field, but, you know, how, what... How do we align his emotional state in the garden with what we know from the rest of Scripture? Yeah, there really isn't a problem because there's not an indication in, in, in any way um, when Jesus prays in the garden that uh, that there's any worry on his heart. In fact, we're we're not told anywhere that that Jesus worried or did anything even you know even remotely like that. Um, because worry is really the opposite of faith. It's a it's a lack of, of of faith and and trust. And so when we see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, we see that he's sorrowful, but he's he's not he does not worry. And and so uh, he says, "My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, sorrowful even to death." And then he prays. He says, "Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me." 
Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And so he submits his will uh, to the Father. And so he's he's sorrowful. Uh, he, he's sorrowful over what's about to take place. He's about to be 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 betrayed at the hands uh, of his creation and to uh, suffer a a, a horrible, uh, excruciating death. But not just a death that was physically excruciating, but that was. Ex- was spiritually excruciating and to to see the the depths of wickedness the wickedness of man and his rebellion and so um he goes actually uh, there and in, in the garden of gethsemane and he prays and 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 in a, he agonizes the scripture says and he sweats as it were uh great drops of blood and um, so the uh, uh, doctors describe a condition called hematidrosis where uh, someone can be uh, so um, emotionally or, or, or so overwhelmed that it, and, and we know, of course, how things uh, can have an impact on us physically that, that it can actually cause uh, a person to perspire blood. So we don't know whether it's figurative, uh, whether it just looked like that, or whether Jesus actually had that condition in the garden, but he was under a tremendous pressure and stress. But, uh, but what we see is Jesus actually in complete faith and complete submission and in complete control in the Garden of Gethsemane, but never worrying. Yeah. Why do you think he asked to have the cup passed from him? I think he did because in his in his humanity he and also in, in his deity he knew exactly what was coming. Uh and and uh so in his humanity he says he says, let this cup pass from me. But then also in his humanity, he yields his will uh, to the Father. He submits himself completely to the Father. So I think that that reveals his humanity and that Jesus wasn't just, you know, blindly going to the cross and, and wasn't going to experience any kind of agony. So, hey, I got to run, Mike. I'm gonna get, we're going to get cut off here, but I hope that answers your question. God bless you, my friend. All right, thanks a lot. Yep, take care. Yep. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we're back on Calvary Live here. Jason Vanderveer with you. Appreciate all of you uh, tuning in, listening in, those that have called and those that are on hold right now waiting to uh, be on the air. Uh, appreciate all of you. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Tiger in Pennsylvania. Tiger, welcome to the program. Hey, Tiger, do we have uh, have you on the air here? I don't know if we have Tiger. Uh, if we don't have Tiger, let's go to Mike. Looks like we, we dropped Tiger. Uh, so, Tiger, if you're listening, uh, you can give us a ring, uh, a call back, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Mike in Eaton, Colorado. Mike, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Well, good. Now, I just got a quick question. So me and my yep. daughter were talking the other day, and I'm kind of pro-gun, and she's kind of anti-gun. She just doesn't like using sure. guns a lot. So we were yeah. just talking one day because our main goal is to be Christ-like. You know, we were talking about being Christians, being Christ-like. Right. And she brought up a question. She's like, would Christ defend—if Christ was married today, like, just say you're trying to be Christ-like, and if Christ was in you, would Christ defend his family with a gun? Mm-hmm. Say if his wife was going to be raped, would he defend her with a gun? And I'm like, oh, boy, I don't know. I know Christ in the Bible <laughs> never 
defended himself, even with words or actions, whenever anything was taken against him. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know, and I don't know how to even find that answer because ultimately we do want to be christ-like and i'm like i don't know i'm like i'll call in and <laughs> see what we can find yeah out. And, and 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 see well so let's talk about this a little bit first of all I, I i the first thing that i would say to that is is that if jesus um were going to defend himself he wouldn't need a sword or he wouldn't need a gun or anything like that so so that's the 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 first thing is is that he has resources you know he, he says look if i wanted to i could call down an entire legion of angels you know or in his own power um you know he could defend without those instruments so i think that that what we're talking about is is whether or not it is permissible whether or not it is it is um you know wise to to uh, defend yourself uh, with a weapon. Jesus did say this in, in Luke chapter 22 verse 36. Um, he said to uh, he, he says to the disciples he says, um, you know he who has no money bag let him take his money bag so he he, he uh, says he uh, likewise a knapsack he who has no sword let him sell his garment and and, and, and buy one. Um, so you know there I uh, there was a time when Jesus sent them out uh, with nothing, uh, and there is a time when when he sends them out with um, with finances and uh, uh, with supplies and and with a with a weapon for uh, defense. The scripture is filled with examples, um, both Old and New Testament, of uh, people who defended themselves and and uh, nations, the nation of Israel, uh, defending itself in battle, and even God endorsing uh, them going out with the weapons of their day and 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 fighting in battle. So, um, God doesn't necessarily have a problem with uh, defending oneself, uh, with fighting, you know, for your country, uh, to, to defend uh, the people of a nation or defend their rights or uh, especially their ability to worship and to serve him. Uh, that, that doesn't, uh, uh, that is not the issue. Um, the issue is really, you know, why we do it, how, like anything else, how we go about uh, doing that. And so um, there is a, a, a place today. We live in a a society right now that is uh, that has uh, a, a lot of violence in it, and we're just now starting to see a turning uh, in in the violence that has been perpetrated on Christians um, because churches, uh, in in wisdom, uh, are are um, are uh, establishing security teams, and and we saw that most recently down in Texas and. Uh, a lot of lives seem to have been spared uh, in that most recent uh, set of events. So um, I think that there is a place, and and uh, the scripture uh, uh, gives us encouragement to uh, to be ready not only to defend um, uh, others, but but especially to to defend the weak. And I think the people of God, and certainly those uh, that that we love. I ha- I have no problem um, defending. You know, my wife, I would do it in a second, my children, anyone in my church, um, and uh, by, by uh, uh, any means necessary, um, you know, that the Lord would obviously allow. Uh, and, that, and, and so, yeah, no issue with that. But I don't think Jesus, I think it's kind of a, you know, when we ask the question, well, well it's a thoughtful question, um, you know, Jesus wouldn't necessarily need, if he wanted to defend himself or defend somebody else, he... Uh, 
he wouldn't need those uh, tools. And in fact, um, you know, we often misunderstand Jesus because we see that when he returns again, uh, there's going to be great bloodshed. Uh, at the Battle of Armageddon, and 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 uh, Jesus Christ is 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 going to be at the head of that. So so there is a place for the righteous shedding of blood, uh, as we as we see in Scripture, and and I think in defense of uh, uh, of those that we love and and those around us, and and even those that sometimes can't defend themselves, we we have uh, an expectation. We 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 uh, uh, we have a responsibility to do so. Yeah. Was that verse Luke twenty two verse thirty six? It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. and that and, and that's that's you know just uh, just uh, one of the um, you know one of the places that that uh, that you can go. Um, but uh, you know, uh, there's a good article I'd send you to. Um, have you ever heard of gotquestions.org? Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah we go to, that all the time. Yeah, if you go to gotquestions.org, there's a, a good article there. Um, you know about uh, gun control and so forth, and um, a lot of scripture in that. I think that that you might find helpful. Just go to gotquestions.org and just you know type in the search there, gun or guns, and and that article should come up uh, for you. And and you might okay. find that um, you know that 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 also uh, uh, gives you some additional insight into the subject. Sure, and like your screener said, like the disciples carried knives, and obviously yep. Jesus wasn't, you know, yep. they carried swords and stuff. Yep. Jesus wasn't against that. So yeah, you know, Peter, uh, the the one issue is just when Peter kind of uses it at the wrong time, and 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 it wasn't that Jesus was against, you know, Peter having a sword or or using a sword. It was because Peter was trying to really prevent Jesus from going to the cross, you know, and 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 he and he just says, "Look, you don't get it," you know, and and. But uh, uh, so that that was really the issue there, not so much the fact that you know, um, you know what you know that Peter had a sword or 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 whatnot. But um, you know, I understand a lot of a lot. Of, I don't think you know most Christians I know, even those that that are in law enforcement or that use a gun. I don't know that you know that we would call them like g- gun people or that they you know like guns but they they recognize that 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 a weapon is is a uh, is something tragically in our world that is sometimes necessary you know I agree. and so. and but you know uh we don't we don't nece- we don't want to be people that are you know uh obsessed with with violence or obsessed with you know, weaponry or, or these types of things. Uh, we have a healthy respect uh, for these uh, these weapons and what they can do, and and hopefully we'll never have to use them. Uh, and and but we need to be prepared uh, to do so, as we've seen in this day and age. Uh, you know, with movie theater shootings and uh, churches and synagogues and 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 anywhere else that 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 is seen as a, a soft target for people that are unstable to come in and to uh, to harm um, to harm good people. And yeah. uh, so you know we we uh, uh, we thank the Lord for the for the sheepdogs out there, you know, who, uh, who look out for the flock. Boy, ain't that true. Yeah. So the info that helped out a lot actually. So I, I, yeah, no problem. And I'm glad, you know, it's a good, it's a good, you know, I mean, it's an important subject to discuss, but we got to discuss it, you know, thoughtfully as Christians in love. And, you know, I recognize there's a lot of people that they don't like guns. They don't want a gun in their house and, you know, they, it scares them. It, 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 it makes them, 
um, you know, uh, it, it bothers them. I totally get that. And, and for them, yeah, they're probably not the person to, to handle a weapon. Um, but we need to pray that there are people there uh, looking out for us, and we thank the Lord that they are there. Exactly. The nice thing is we're able to have these talks. The bad reason we're having these talks is because of that whole Hebrewic law movement that's going on that all these millennials are in right now. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. It's like they're all wanting to go back to the Hebrewic laws, and you got to yeah. follow the laws. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're so confused. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's uh, you know, um, uh, of course, in Galatians, Paul says that, that the law— um, you know, how to set time until uh, Christ came. And so, uh, and Christ, of course, said he is the, the, the fulfillment of the law. So we don't go back to the law. We have something better. We, we don't live under the shadow when we have the real thing, Jesus says. So, so we've got to, got to realize that. But yes, there is a, a revival of sorts of the Mosaic law and, and the keeping of, you know, the feasts and the, and, and the, the old covenant and so forth. And uh, it's really leading people into bondage. Because, as Paul says, um, uh, that that the law was weak through the flesh. In other words, the law was good, but but it was weak, and that and that we couldn't keep the law. And so, if we couldn't keep the law then, we can't keep the law now. We need we we come by faith uh, in Jesus Christ. Yeah, and they kind of live on that one verse. I think it's Matthew five seventeen or so. I could be have that wrong, but it's where it says, "Not one iota, not one tittle, yep. not one yep. look of the law will pass." So they're like, "You can't tell me all this is passed." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you don't understand. The law is not gone. It's it's still here. We have to yep. use it. That's what. Without the law, Christ had no purpose to come." Right, but the thing they miss is the verse before that, because he said, I didn't come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. And not one jot or one tittle will pass from the law till all is fulfilled. You see, it's fulfilled in Christ, not in us. They live on, they don't listen to the part before that. They just, they're stuck on no. that puzzle, not one tittle will pass until all. Yeah. And they're like, everything hasn't passed, so the law has to be in effect. And I'm like, yeah. he fulfilled it. And they're like, well, what does fulfill mean? Like, <laughs> False teaching thrives on, 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 on the fact that most people will never read things in context. So they're, they're banking on that. <laughs> it, it wouldn't exist. False teaching wouldn't be able to exist. It would have no adherence if, if people just, you know, uh, read things in context. But, um, but you know, the facts, uh, uh, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll ignore those sometimes. So, hey, listen, I really appreciate you calling in and, uh, and uh, been a good discussion with you, Mike. God bless you. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah, take care, my friend. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go to Ethan in Pennsylvania. Ethan, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me. You know, I just uh, want before I get to my question, I just want to start off and say, you know, I appreciate uh, the radio service. Um, you know, it's definitely better <laughs> better to listen to than a lot of the other you know stuff that's on the on the radio. So, um, <laughs> thank yeah. you. Um, you know, uh, so I just have a uh, you know a question. Um, or, you know, kind of a topic discussion, you know, obviously I already have, you know, my own convictions uh, mm-hmm. on it, but I just kind of want to, you know, I've been listening to your radio show recently, and, you know, I, I got to say, like I said, I appreciate it, you know, like the services and, and, the, and the, you know, the songs and stuff, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you guys talk about praying Jesus into your heart, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, what I've been reading in the Bible, you know, Jesus, uh, Jesus and obviously like Paul, they're, uh, you know, and Peter, they're talking about, you know, Repent and be baptized. You know, it's over and over and over again a lot in the in the New Testament. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I guess my question or topic of discussion is, you know, what is, what is the purpose of baptism then? Or, you know, do you like, you know, do you guys think it's uh, necessary for uh, salvation? 
Yeah, so let's talk about it. It's a good question. So, so first of all, I think it's helpful to talk about uh, what baptism is and what baptism is, is not. Um, so baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. So, so you're never, what we see in scripture is you're never going to be saved through anything that you do outwardly. In other words, there's nothing physically that you can do uh, to contribute to your salvation. Jesus' death on the cross wasn't a down payment and you then pay it off. He said to Telestai in, in the Greek, paid in full. And so in other words, he, he paid completely with his works for what you could not pay for your works. So baptism is an outward work symbolic of an inward change. In other words, that somebody has uh, been born again and that their sins have been removed and that they have been uh, washed and now they have new life in Christ. And so, you know, the old man goes down under the water. It's a, a, a death of sorts and he comes up uh, a new man in Christ washed and clean. Now, th so, so that's what baptism is. And so then when we take the scripture, it's an important to, to understand the sum total of scripture on what salvation is. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So there aren't any works now that, that uh, uh, contribute to my salvation. It's simply about what I, what I believe, uh, what I think. And so in Mark chapter 16, Verse 16, uh, Jesus says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Here's the important part. But he who does not believe will be condemned. So what we see in what Jesus says is, is if you, you believe, essentially saying if you believe you're going to be saved, right immediately and very importantly and closely associated with belief is baptism. And what we see in the early church was a, uh, an emphasis on, on baptism. Everybody that, that was saved wanted to, to be baptized. I think of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. You know, he preaches the gospel to him in the desert, and the first thing the guy says is, hey, here's some water. Is, is there anything from keeping me from being baptized? He wanted to be baptized. And so if we're saved, we should very closely and very importantly uh, is the connection with baptism. But we should not get the idea of baptismal, what is called baptismal uh, regeneration. And, and what that is, is that's a, th a false theological concept uh, that, that teaches that somehow our baptism is part of our salvation or that contributes to our salvation. Essentially what that is doing is, is that's now adding a work to grace. That's adding a, a rite or a ritual to grace. Now, we don't want to diminish the importance uh, of that uh, of the rite of baptism, but we don't also want to overemphasize uh, its its purpose. In First Peter, you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned Peter. Um, Peter uh, is talking about the days of Noah. And he says uh, in 1 Peter 3.21, he says, there is also an antitype that just, the word there just means a type, uh, which now saves us, baptism. Not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Peter makes the point that there, there is a type which saves us, baptism. But, but he says, when I'm talking about baptism, I'm not talking about going under the water. I'm talking about the answer, answer of a good conscience that has placed its faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So that would be our position. Uh, that would be the 
my position, that would be the position of Calvary Chapel uh, and and this radio station uh, and and the historic Christian faith. I would suggest uh, on the subject uh, of um, the role of baptism in the life of the believer. Very important. Uh, but not something that uh, somehow contributes to our salvation. Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for uh, you know answering the question. You know, I definitely, yeah. you know, I definitely agree. Yes. You, I mean, you need to have faith. That's super important. You know, I, I know, especially you know, uh, you know, reading uh, Matthew and Mark. You know, every time someone you know has an interaction with uh, interaction with Jesus, you know, he always says it's your faith that has saved you. Like I know specifically, I remember right. uh, I forget which one it is, but it's like a woman that touches his clothes. Yep. And, you know, Jesus feels the power coming out of him. He's like, it's, it is because of your faith that you have yep. been healed. You know, yeah. so I definitely agree that, that, that that's a big part. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I definitely don't want to be argumentative because, you know, I definitely, like I said, I definitely think, you know, uh, you know, faith is super important, um, you know. And like I said, for reading scripture, I have my own answers, and I don't want to start an yeah. argument. You know, I just definitely want to have a healthy discussion. So I really appreciate you answering that for me. No um, problem. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep, keep listening to it. Uh, keep listening to the radio. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No problem. And and I think the other thing you've got to realize is is that so. Um, you know, salvation has always been based on faith in Jesus Christ. Whether it was in the Old Testament, they were looking ahead to the cross of Jesus Christ. Um, whether it's at the time of the apostles and the disciples, they were looking to Jesus Christ. Whether it's us who look back. But not at all times was baptism uh, practiced. And back, baptism wasn't practiced in the Old Testament. Of course, they had ritual washing uh, and uh, and bathing in mikvahs, but they, they didn't have baptism in the sense uh, that we have baptism today. Uh, the thieves in, in, in Jesus' day, in Luke 23, 43, the thieves on the cross were not baptized. And so yet Jesus says, today you will be with me, uh, or to the one thief on the cross uh, who repented, he says, today you will be with me uh, in, in paradise, uh, sans or absent uh, baptism. But, 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 but having said that, um, you know, we shouldn't say, well, you know, baptism is optional or baptism or, or take it lightly. Uh, we just need to understand what it's what its place is. So, hey, I really appreciate you calling. I appreciate the discussion. I appreciate you listening. Uh, Ethan, God bless you there in Pennsylvania. Yep. Take care. 303-690-3000 is the number to call if you want to join me uh, on the program. Looks like uh, we got all lines open. Uh, all means all, Toto, all lines uh, open here if you want to join me on the program, 303-690-3000. And uh, great, wow, great uh, questions. Really have enjoyed uh, these. I always do, but uh, really have enjoyed these uh, questions today. Uh, and uh, and we have time for a few more. So uh, if you have uh, a moment you want to give us a call, do so uh, soon, 303-690-3000. invite you out to Calvary Chapel Parker this weekend, Sunday morning, 9, 10, 49 or 1045 continuing in the 119th psalm the third part of our message i love god's word love to have you join us you can get uh, a reminder of those service times i just gave you directions uh, or if you're, you're not in the area and you just want to listen uh and, and go and listen to those messages uh calvarychapelparker.com is our web address hey got a, another prayer request here uh, via text, uh, prayer request uh, for uh, a gentleman and his wife. Um, they're uh, going through treatments to have a baby, and uh, so we want to lift them up and uh, that the Lord uh, uh, just would be with them. Father, we, you know 
you know so many going through similar circumstances and to this point uh, uh, not able to to conceive or to have children and Lord we see in your word and and many have experienced this Lord uh, just the 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 longing. Uh, for you to work in their lives in that way. And so, Lord, we just pray that if it is uh, your will in this uh, circumstance, Lord, that, that uh, you would just bless this couple uh, as uh, as parents, Lord, that you would bless them with a son or with a daughter, uh, Lord, that you would bless these treatments if that's the way that you, if you choose to work through that, through this uh, through this round, Lord, we just pray that you would be with them. And, and, and uh, Lord, that uh, if you do give them a child, Lord, that you would just bless them with wisdom and, and just pour out your spirit upon them. And we pray for this child, Lord, that it would uh, grow up in the knowledge of you and serve you uh, with all that is within them. And Lord, uh, if you have another path or uh, uh, another uh, route that uh, you would bring a child into this family, Lord, we, we pray that you would do that. But whatever your will is, Lord, uh, we just lift them up and uh, their, their peace and their joy uh, and their blessing, uh, Lord, through this process. Hey, uh, do we have uh, uh, um, uh, Rick uh, from Greeley uh, on on the program? Uh, nope, we got all lines open. We don't. Looks like we got a comment though on Rick from Greeley. So uh, just to follow up on that previous uh, uh, prayer request, God bless you. We're going to be praying for you, and 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 Lord, we just uh, lift these folks up uh, to you, and your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, uh, let's. Uh, uh, Rick had a comment. Uh, Looks like on our former call regarding um, guns, and uh, uh, um, and uh, so he says that uh, <laughs> it's a joke. Okay, I just got this here. So he says, uh, Rick. Uh, he's he says Jesus had two unlicensed guns because he unloaded both barrels twice when he turned over the tables rebuking the money changers. So uh, as a good one uh, from, from Rick from Greeley, and I would expect no less uh, from uh, uh, from uh, some folks uh, from uh, from Greeley. So God bless you and appreciate you calling in, lightening up uh, our, uh, our afternoon uh, a little bit with uh, some humor. Uh, here's another prayer request uh, via text uh, for uh, a spouse uh, who has decided to separate um we've had a couple of these today lord we do lift up uh, this family for healing uh lord for a softening of hearts and for uh mercy uh lord we just pray that that uh that you would uh work in a powerful way and and restore this uh marriage lord uh, that uh that you have established and and lord i don't know if she it sounds like lord she's a believer and so we pray that you would just speak to her through your word and and by your spirit and 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 lord that you would just bring reconciliation and healing and 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 whatever changes need to be make made in in either spouse lord that you uh, that you would accomplish those in in jesus name we pray uh so god bless you like i said uh, a lot of uh, similar uh Prayer requests in 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 that regard for marriages. Uh, here's another uh, prayer request uh, regarding the first case of uh, coronavirus in down in El Paso County, uh, and we want to lift that up. And of course, uh, all of the cases uh, around the world today, Lord, we we do lift up those uh, affected by uh, this virus. Lord, we pray for a, a speedy end. Uh, to infections and to the results of these infections in the lives of many. We pray for protection and, uh, and for healing. 
and and Lord, we just pray for your mercy. Lord, there are so many things in the world, and and yet uh, um, we shall not fear, Lord, because we know uh, that uh, that you're with us and that you protect us, Lord. But uh, even if we're uh, impacted or infected by these things, Lord, uh, we know that you will safely take us through. And uh, and and if we uh, suffer even to the point of death, Lord, we have that hope that we will be with you. But uh, Lord, our desire is to see healing. And so we give this to you, and, and Lord, we love you. And, and, and we pray for this case and all cases across this nation, uh, around the world. Uh, Lord, as this is spreading, we just pray uh, for a, a, a quick uh, decline or for the effects not to be what uh, many have feared. In Jesus' name we pray. Uh, amen. So yeah, we want to definitely be keeping those. Of course, uh, a lot of cases in... Uh, Washington State uh, and and uh, uh, deaths so far in uh, Washington State and in California, I believe. And but I think there's like cases in like 13 other states or something like that. And and of course uh, uh, around uh, around the world. So uh, fascinating uh, as it is. Uh, a lot of people uh, suffering as a result uh, of. Uh, of the uh, of the coronavirus, and so um, we just want to continue to pray uh, for that. Hey, uh, we're quickly winding down uh, on the show here. Probably time to answer some more text questions here. Uh, question says, "I heard Abraham Abram uh, was a Gentile. Uh, and then when God changed his name to Abraham, he was Jewish. Is this true? <laughs> well, a name change doesn't uh, doesn't denote a, a, a change in." Uh, phenotype or genotype, and so uh, Abraham was Semitic. Uh, of course, uh, the uh, he, he, in other words, he descends from uh, Noah's son Shem, and so he's of the Semitic uh, peoples. Of course, uh, his descendants uh, down through Isaac and then through Jacob. Uh, Jacob's name changed to Israel. Those uh, are the Jewish people. So uh, he is the progenitor, shall we say, of the Jewish people. Uh, and uh, um, you know, not uh, uh, we wouldn't necessarily call him a Gentile. Um, we we would we would call him uh, you know one of the forefathers uh, of the people of Israel. So uh, I don't think that uh, that anyone else would necessarily refer to Abraham uh, as a Gentile. But uh, in a specific sense, he's not uh, uh, not part of uh, uh, because he comes before. Uh, not part of the the, the Jewish people um, because he is a predecessor uh, of those who technically are the the, the Jewish people but their blood uh, comes from Abraham so of course uh, uh, they they would include him so that's how I would uh, answer that question it's kind of a, uh, a nuanced uh, uh, question if you will but uh, great uh, talking with you today uh, on Calvary live uh, Wow what a lot of really good questions appreciate uh, all of you guys uh, calling in today, those of you that listened, those that texted and uh, with your prayer requests and those that are praying for us. Uh, good night to all of you. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Go uh, be blessed in your churches. Take care. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.